Welcome to In Conversation with Kathleen. I'm Kathleen Kettles. I'm a psychotherapist and I love people and their stories. In each episode, I'll be speaking with a guest about what the word success means to them. And at the end of each interview, I'll be discussing the episode with co-creator and editor Remy. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to another episode of In Conversation with Kathleen. Today, I have the great pleasure of talking to Saskia DeFeiter. Saskia runs a supportive, creatively conscious online knitting community called Yavol. And she has a fabulous podcast called A Smaller Life, helping textile crafters and others make conscious choices to the way they live their lives. And Saskia doesn't know this, I don't think, but she is solely responsible for me coming off all social media except LinkedIn. And I have agreed on her website to not buy any new clothes because I know I have enough. So there you go, Saskia. What do you say to that? Oh, uh, I'm trying to push back the the tears. They're the first question. Oh, really? (laughs) I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) That's amazing. And uh, I'm looking very much forward to to taking pledges like that in the community and uh, really supporting each other to 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 do this because it's 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 actually not that hard and it's actually also fun which Mm -hmm. is um, something that some people don't think about when you talk about conscious choice and values and all of that good point so yeah I'm actually really looking forward to it and I think it'll make me more creative in the way I use my wardrobe that I have already, all the stuff there. So I'm going to start with the first official question. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me where you are today, what your life looks like and what you're doing. I come from today and usually I come from Rotterdam in the Netherlands. I live in an old part of town in a new house, which can be very interesting. And, and it was complex uh, to, to come and live here because um, it's part of an area of town where some people had to move in order to have new buildings built. And this is a whole thing I went through uh, for myself. And the way to deal with that is to be active in community and to organize and um do some things that that really connect the new uh, people here to the older people in the community, not necessarily by age, but by the the groups of people that live here. So that's where I am. I'm in, uh, I have my own room, which doubles as uh, a sewing studio, a podcasting room, Um, it's my uh, office, and it's actually also, we have one of those air call day beds so people can stay here. I have a big mission. I want to uh I, I want to see a world where there is no fast fashion, where people are more conscious about the way they dress themselves, uh keeping uh in mind that they can do that in a fun, stylish way that also fits their needs and their bodies and their wishes and um uh, this is the the vision, and I do that by offering uh, a platform for uh, makers as well as sellers. So uh, people that are in the crafting and textile community. Um, there's a podcast. There is an online community in which we together work towards building that more conscious wardrobe. 
And uh, I also have a program that is called the, the BBBC with an extra B. It's the Building Better Businesses Circle, where I am not necessarily a coach, but a teacher and a guide and um, uh, in terms of um, having the uh, people that started their business in craft from a passion. Most of them start from passion or, or from art school and um, they don't have an education in, in business and marketing and all of those words that they usually think are really dirty words, money. Oh my gosh, you money. Um <laughs> And uh, I try to, uh, I have a pro, I've built a program from the ground up, from the questions they ask me that helps them to uh, be more visible and uh, look at money and branding in a way that can make their business um, fit their values and needs because they need the energy to move forward and to make changes in the world. So that's, that's the big picture. Yeah, you, you create so much good content. I just love it. So looking at all of that, what does the word success then mean to you? This is such a good and complex question because there's so many layers to it. But one of the things that I keep going back to is um, I interviewed Alice Carolina for uh, she is from the the ethical uh, move, which is all about ethical marketing. And she said, um, or she asked me, if somebody solves your problem today, would you be sad or happy? Like the, sol- the solving the problem of no fast fashion in the world tomorrow. And my answer to that is, that would be amazing. I have 7,000 other things I want to do. I'll go into sustainable interior design. It's fine. <laughs> Fast fashion is out of the world. Great success. Doesn't need me. So uh, success is not necessarily connected to me. When I am su- I am successful, I think it can be so small. It can be completely at the other end. Like you saying, I stepped away from social media. I'm so happy about it. Um, uh, inspiring people is, bi- is, is the middle. So if there's small things huge big things I think the middle is inspiration and for the longest time I thought that was naive or um, um, inspiring people to make better choices might be taking the is it taking the moral high ground Mm -hmm. Um, but I've changed my view on that because I was inspired by somebody that gave a talk about inspiration and I thought it's just the way you look at it. It's just, I just don't want to be a gla- glass half full kind of, per- uh, half empty kind of person. I want to, my glass is always half full. I want to share joy and share solutions, share good news. So if that in any shape or form comes across, then that is success. Oh, that's and that is just for my business. Then there's my family, and there's a whole different story. Yeah, yeah, no, that's right. And success does come in so many forms, doesn't it? But you really are inspirational, and I'm, you know, that is just you can tell by the community you're building, the feedback that people share. You you are great at bringing people together with a shared interest, a shared focus, and it's so important what you're doing. It's not some flighty thing that's kind of fashionable for no pun intended, but you know. <laughs> 
it's really it's really meaningful and powerful work and your podcast as well oozes that you know it really does well, thank you so much tell me so more about you. other aspects of success then so that's a really good point you've made there where else do you sometimes sit back and go yeah that was successful success to me is when my teenager or when my teenagers share their feelings with me as a parent because that makes it possible for me to support them in the best way that I can there's so there's so many this, they have to deal with so many difficult things and if they kind of close up and go inside that would be so hard for me as the parents and um they still snuggle up to me on the couch and they still share their issues with me and their problems and their journeys and challenges and uh in this moment that is success I think it's bigger than all the other things I said absolutely I completely agree with you on that on the other end of that success is also embarrassing my teens (laughs) absolutely high five I love to do that. It's like my favorite thing to do. Um, I, I don't get much 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 chance to do it, but whenever I can, I uh, I like to make loud bird noises whenever we're outside. Brilliant! Oh, that's a good one. I might try that. <laughs> it's brilliant. So, with regards to the work side of your life and the success associated with that, how did you get to this point? Knuckling down, I think, not giving up. With anything and everything, I've always followed my heart first. And just recently, I figured out that it's not always my heart, but my gut. So I have three things that uh, I base my decisions on. My head, my heart, and my gut. And my gut I've is quite literally uh, always in action. We don't yeah. need to go there, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it does really tell me um, when I'm nervous mm-hmm. or uh, when I am not comfortable with something and not being comfortable um, can be good. Mm-hmm. But um, going back to your body and listening to your body is something that is something that I've taken very seriously in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. When you ask me, how did you get where you are? There's a there's a lot of just pausing and being honest to myself. Whenever I need to be honest with myself, mm-hmm. I go to my gut. Gut. I my heart will tell me if I love it or not. Like mm-hmm. I will like feel this. I mean, it's it's a feeling of ooh, 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 new project. <laughs> it's like the ooh. and then my head usually is not super active. Um, the head is when it is more of when it comes to money or things like that, but it's usually heart and gut that do the deciding. And um, those are important tools. Other tools are being allowed to be messy and, and taking action in a way that is not perfect. So I think it's now, I think it must now be more than 25 years ago. I ended up in therapy because multiple reasons, but also because I was too perfectionistic. Like my perfectionism was in the way in every, every aspect of my life. So I went through this whole 
phase or period where uh, I went the other way. Um, everything was chaos. And there's this aspect of me as well. Um, I'm also kind of finding out, not diagnosed, but I'm definitely neurodiverse in different ways. Um, So on that journey as well. But that like battle between perfectionism and uh, creative chaos um, has resulted in uh, a solution that for me is taking action instead of ruminating and that really helps but it was it was definitely a learning curve and um it means that i send out newsletters even today uh that are full of mistakes because if i don't uh if i if i would read them the next day and the next week they will never get sent so I have to make a decision there and I have to trust that the people that I want to talk to have that space and, and can deal with the fact that I make mistakes. Um, those are my people. I like to think that I have that space for them as well. I think that's really, really important what you're saying there. Just do it rather than try to make it perfect. And how often can you make a plan and write it down? ruminate over that and then procrastinate for the next five years thinking about how it needs to look how it but if you're producing the work and putting it out there you're getting better and better and better and better and you're drawing in more people who are going to be interested in what you're doing and nobody cares if there's a comma missing or a spelling mistake because the content is full of volume and insight and great content and that's that's all that matters I forget words. So I have a list of words in the back of my journal. Excellent. Um, where is it? Oh, yeah. So the the imposterism, oh, yeah. I, I've heard from, a, from a, a good friend that it's not a syndrome. Uh, the imposterism is, is definitely in, in my life a lot. But I, um, I, I battle it with, uh, with those tools and with knowing that Taking action is my uh, my main strength, and what I now have learned that when I I start to uh, overthink things, I should really just do something. And once I start doing, I'm enjoying, and I'll move forwards. And moving forwards and not being so perfectionistic also saves a lot of time. Okay. So you grow faster. Um, yeah. So that kind of ties in with my next question, which was. What was the biggest obstacle or obstacles for you to overcome to get to this point? So I guess the perfectionism and getting some therapy to help with that and being messy, but getting it done. And, you know, that's part of it. Have you got any other obstacles that you can think of that were in your way? The main obstacle is just me, basically, and the way I think uh, the way my my mind talks to me. So um, just being mindful of who I am and what I need and learning about myself and um, building a space for myself in which I can thrive. Um, It's, it's definitely a huge privilege in a way um, that I've been able to do that. Uh, I found out a couple of years ago that I uh, have a heart condition. I got surgery for that. And that kind of, like those things tend to do, really makes you think about the way you live your life. 
And um, we do have two incomes in this family and it's enough. It's more than enough. That is privilege. But I mean, if you are in that situation, you have the, um, you really need to take responsibility, I think. And I think you do that in terms of living a more sustainable life, the, the more um, things that are more expensive, uh, you re really need to choose uh, if you have the ability to do so. And for me, it's the same thing. So now I've built my uh, working day in a way that is sustainable and healthy for me. The mornings are for exercise because I've figured out that I can do exercise in the morning, not at night. I'm done by four o'clock. I'm, I'm, the switch is off. And then, so I do exercise in the morning or meditation should do more of that <laughs> note to self or journaling, just taking care of me or crafting for that matter, taking care of me. In the middle of the week, I have a day off where I do more crafting or whatever I want, studying. I love to learn. And then I have a part-time job. I know what I need to be able to focus for longer periods of time. And I've had the opportunity to figure that out. And COVID was a, a big help mm -hmm. in, that, in that perspective. So um, this helps me to do more in less time. And this whole journey has helped me to build a program for business owners, creative business owners, to show them how they can make use of those tools, even if they're not uh, neurodiverse or even if they're a lot different than me, that my, my, the things that I've learned can really help them to be more focused and um, grow their business. Brilliant. Well, that's really, really fascinating. And I think the neurodiverse thing is such a double-edged sword, you know, because actually it can lead to so much creativity and diversity and taking your experiencing and creating the BBBC. You yes. know, it's, it's, it's brilliant. So we talk a little bit there about the biggest obstacle was you, you know, you said yourself. And I want to ask you then, the internal dialogue through the tough times must have been kind of relentless. So what did you do to quieten or silence that? Was that through meditation and through the crafting and, and having those times? Crafting, mostly crafting. And actually exercise. I, uh, I've always done a lot of that. I'm a big woman. I, I, I like to use the word fat myself because there's no value. Uh, there's just fat, non-fat, whatever. Um, I always done a lot of sports. They never resulted in a lean body, but they definitely result in a quiet mind um so there's that and the crafting and just having projects to really kind of bite down and and get the focus that that calms me down as I said I love to learn it sometimes kind of switches over into procaster learning I'm like watching <laughs> courses instead of working <laughs> um yeah but um there's Holding fiber and stitch by stitch by stitch, just calming down really, really helps. And it also, I just made this beginner scarf, like what people would call a beginner scarf, just knit stitches, the basic knit stitch. It's not hard, but sometimes that is just what you need to, uh, to just have a rhythm going. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. That's that's great. So did you always know that you would succeed? Did you always have that background knowledge? No, right. definitely not. Right. But I did have the fire. I didn't believe it for a long time, but the fire that I wanted to make a difference was always there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember I wrote um, an in, uh, a rap about environmental change <laughs> when I was 12. When, uh, I think I think it was about 12. It's when the the nuclear disaster happened in Russia in um Chernobyl. And uh it was a big part of my life. I've always been super focused on things that were unequal or uh things that weren't fair in my uh in my opinion. And uh I didn't get much uh space um uh, where uh, in the family where I grew up to to be myself. Um, I was always too emotional or too, uh, I don't know, crazy, creative, but it was always, there was always a fire that wanted to like stride. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it certainly is a bit breaking through, isn't it? And you've certainly yeah. done that. So if you witnessed a friend going through a similar journey, looking at where you were, what you've come through and where you are today, two questions, what would you think of them? And what would you say to them about what they've experienced and where they are now? That's such a, I love that question because that's what I say to people. But doing it yourself is a whole different yeah. matter. <laughs> if it was a friend, I would be their number one fan. I would be, I would be consuming every little thing that they did because I thought they were awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So weird to say because now I'm thinking of the friends and I'm also thinking of myself. It's really yeah, strange. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what was the second part? What would you say to them about what they've experienced and where they are today? So from the difficult stuff through to now. I would say you, you should be, can I swear? <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> you should be damn proud of yourself for getting here. And um, uh, yes, you should have a party every day just celebrating where you've gotten to through all of the so I didn't even talk about the hardships and the the, the really hard things that have uh, been part of my life but I have come a long way so I would be I would say to them party every day that's brilliant I love that and you know you talked about you know, if you if your friend was doing it, you would take every bit of content they create and you would soak it up. That is what I'm like. This morning when you posted that 14 minute audio uh, on the group on the website, I was like, oh, good. I could listen to that while I do my yoga. And I absolutely loved it. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm with her. Oh, yeah. I know what she's saying. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm waiting for that little, when I see that little sign in the box that there's been something posted on Yavel community, I'm like, Okay, who's it from? Who's it from? What's, <laughs> who's saying what? What's happening here? Let me let me have a look. So uh, you've just... you've been such a such an amazing member because I I know that there's a bunch of people that are shy. Mm-hmm. Um, a community is about sharing and offering what you know to somebody else. There's a lot of people there that are scared to do so, and I try to talk to them in direct messages and kind of support them there, but I can't force them. No. So if you are modeling this 
amazingly communal way of communicating that is perfect so thank you so much for that no you're really welcome I I really do love it it's it's just such a nice group of people and yeah I get that everyone's at a different stage and you know I remember messaging you when I first joined and saying um I don't knit (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but can I still join because I love what you're doing but I do rug cooking and I crochet and you said I don't care what you do just come along I've actually changed the way I talk about it um, even more since you said that, because I do uh, everybody that feel that feels the same uh, fire is welcome. Doesn't matter what you do. If you're a a baker or maker or candlestick maker, what is it? Baker? (laughs) 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 Well, Saskia, you have been an absolute star. So now I would like you to tell people where they can find you, how they can join the community and the podcast and everything else you're doing so that we, Remy can add that to the show notes and uh, we can have lots more people turning up. That's amazing. Thank you so much for the for the opportunity to to share. And I loved this, uh, this talk with you. And I can't believe that we're already done. Um, so I didn't know I was going to be uh, international. So I'm going to have to spell it out. I think it's, um, I have a website and on the website, you can go to everywhere else. Um, it's the, the, the main hub. Uh, it's www.ja-wol.com. So, uh, that's ya-wol.com. And yavol, uh, I, I'd like to explain is in Dutch, it means yes, wool. And in German, it just generally means hell yeah. So, <laughs> it's so great. that's where the name come from, comes from. And I think German and Dutch people get get it. But uh, sometimes I have to explain. So that's, yeah. that's that. <laughs> and you can find the, the podcast, A Smaller Life. Also, on there yes, too. it's on there too. But A Smaller Life is on all the podcast uh, platforms and you can just go there. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Saskia. Thank it's you been so much. An absolute dream. <laughs> Thank you. I knew you would love that too. And I could see you were enjoying it, uh, even though you're oh, yes. see your face. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I just wanted to high five her all the time. She was just, um, the energy was great. And the message as well just felt really wholesome and exciting and funny as well. So yeah. many nuggets of great information from her too about you know be messy just get on with it get it done rather than ruminating and procrastinating it doesn't matter if it's not perfect what you're making what you're creating and this can trip into many aspects of life you know reaching out to a friend doesn't matter if you only have five minutes to chat but you know if you if you know someone struggling that you care about a five minute chat's very meaningful to that person so yeah don't put things off just get on with it and produce and work and create whatever you need to do Mm -hmm. Mm, yeah and I also love that her idea of success was not just personal but kind of community and even more sort of internationally almost like sort of universal success about um sounds like she's very well she's very conscious about waste and things and Mm -hmm. then she's got her community that she's put together but she's also really aware of the community that she's living in and and things like that and then there's the personal success as well that she she mentioned she touched on with her family which she obviously didn't want to get too into but the different spectrum of success I thought was really interesting was yeah and you know I really do feel that Saskia is one of these people who is an inspirational 
teacher. Uh, she is inspiring in many ways. I think creatively, she's a really, really good knitter and creator. I've seen her work um, on online. She's very much someone who pulls people together, brings people together, and is incredibly inclusive. That she uses that, doesn't she? What she's brought to you know, the conscious living, the the whole process of being mindful of what you're buying for for creatives, for crafters, for the type of wool you're buying. Where's it coming from? Where's it sourced? Are the sheep uh, well cared for? Yeah, it, it, she brings people together who have similar beliefs about the bigger cause of environmental issues and, you know, doing things in the right way so that we're not just using for the sake of using stuff. We we have enough. There's a, a lot of that message comes through. You know, we do have enough. Our stash, you know, she talks about the wool stash. Do we really need to add to the stash or can we create with what we have? You know, um, that comes out on her website a lot too. And that's that's been really helpful because I think I'm I'm very, I have been, not so much recently, but I have been very guilty of just buying not not consciously, the opposite, <laughs> unconsciously buying certainly yarn and wool. She just she just gives you so much, so many ideas. She gives you so many ideas. She gives you so much kind of food for thought. If you're just on the, the start of this process of thinking consciously about the way you live and what you buy and where you buy from across the board, not just for creative people, the food you eat and all of that, she just helps you climb that ladder of understanding more and more about what really is conscious living. Mm. What I noticed from before there is that you mentioned that she's a great knitter. And actually, that didn't come up in her no, terms of like success, which I thought <laughs> actually I sort of didn't notice it while she was talking. But now you mention it. I didn't even think about the fact that she's actually a really amazing, you know, an artist and she's got this craft and actually other people might see that as a, as a part of their success. But I just love how many different aspects of her life and aspects of kind of the wider world that can be seen as successful or needing work. And I thought it, it really, it worked on like a micro and a macro level, you know, it can really Mm -hmm. zoom in and out of what's important. So Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the other thing, actually, that I really loved and I wrote it down, the word procrastinate learning. <laughs> yeah, I great. definitely do that. I definitely do that. And it and it I mean, again, overachiever, perfectionist, it makes me feel better about procrastinating. So um, I don't know, there's probably something to be worked on there. But I love that <laughs> that's got a word because that's I definitely what I do. I love that. too. I like, too, that you talked about being a neurodiverse and that stitch by stitch you know as she works she finds it very calming and grounding and that has helped you know with the sort of internal dialogue just getting really um, involved and engrossed in a piece of crafting and and, uh, knitting and all of that yeah so very much somebody who you watch and listen to and you think ah this is great She's really somebody who I can look up to, actually. Mm. What I'd written down as the, like, the first thing was that she makes making conscious decisions fun. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, I think you can kind of get bogged down in like social justice and activism and things. And, and of course, that's really important. But what she is doing is making it kind of inspiring and fun and 
and you know sometimes a little bit self-deprecating and realistic and yeah and just real so I thought that was really interesting and um and a great message as well and and the other thing that I have noticed that's kind of been a bit of a thread through a few of the people that we've interviewed is the mindful nature of a craft or the way someone lives can be a real um, common denominator in how successful they feel. So it's not necessarily about reaching certain targets. It's about being able to be mindful in the thing that they're doing or being mindful of the world around them. And I feel like that's a, that's definitely a message that I will take away today. I, I just come away from listening to her thinking, yes, I need to, I, I need to even practice what I'm going to be doing more consciously. I need to be mindful of the choices I'm making, the food I'm putting in my mouth, all of that stuff. I, I, you know, the food I eat, the clothes I wear, the the wool I choose to buy. It needs to be not just a blindly not thought about process. I need to really think about who's get, are people getting fairly paid for this? You know, all of that stuff. She, you know, she talks as well about not taking the moral high ground. And that's what puts people off, isn't it? That that thing of, oh, I'm being judged here. This is, and Saskia is not a judgmental person. You can really, you really pick that up in the, in the conversation, don't you? Mm, yeah, there's no better way to put someone off of doing different, <laughs> making different decisions than making them feel bad. I think maybe it's it works for some people, but certainly anyone with a rebellious streak or any resentment about a situation it's not the way to get someone on side so but it was it was wonderful it was great to meet her I really loved it yeah I loved it might have to make a trip to Rotterdam now yeah yeah that was great well thank you Remy enjoyed that thank you thanks for listening to In Conversation with Kathleen I really hope you enjoy listening as much as I enjoy making these episodes In the hope that someone else benefits from listening to the show, please like, subscribe and share. I look forward to seeing you again next time. Thanks for listening.